Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, I'm going to dive in to what is a pretty tricky topic. What do you do if one of your friends is going through a divorce? Now, this could apply to divorce, but actually any kind of difficult situation, whether it's bereavement, maybe they're having a really tough time, maybe something quite traumatic has happened in their lives. But in this episode, I really want to dive into how do you cope as someone who is watching from the outside, someone that you care about, whether they're a close family member, a close friend, or maybe someone that's in your circle somebody that you come across. Maybe it's somebody at school, one of the parents at school is going through a breakup or divorce. Now, quite often what I hear from my clients is that other people don't know what to say or do around them. It becomes very, very awkward. But the impact of that, whilst you're going through trauma, and for those of you that have been through your own breakups, your own divorces, you'll know what I mean, is that when you're going through it and then friends act differently towards you, then it can be really, really difficult because it feels like a rejection. It feels like your friends are deserting you. It feels like you're the pariah. You know, some of my clients have been through really tough journeys with their breakups and friends taking sides, friends ignoring them, friends ghosting them, people that you expect to step up and be there for you, be your friend, phone you, be there for coffees, come around and chat, hold your hand, they disappear. Now, have you had any of these experiences as you're listening to this episode? There might be things that really resonate from your own experience. And that's why I think it's so important to take some time to think about how can you best support other people going through those tough times in life? so that they don't feel the way that maybe you felt. And I know a lot of my clients felt on their journey. Now, it can be really tough to know what to say, what to do, how to act when someone is going through a really tough time. And maybe you are emotionally involved yourself. Maybe your friend or a family member is going through a divorce and you are really angry with their ex or you are really hurt by what's happened or you are devastated by what's going on for them and that emotional intensity can lead you maybe to get overly involved in the breakup maybe giving advice that isn't always the best advice you might remember one of my stories from an earlier podcast where one of my clients turned up for a first session and she opened her boots and said Sarah look and there were bin bags full of her ex's clothes chopped up into tiny little bits And her best friend had come over the night before. She was fuming because this partner had gone off with somebody that they knew. And they were both obviously very angry, very upset. And fueled by a couple of bottles of wine, they decided the best idea was to cut up all his clothes. I mean, everything, cashmere jumpers, suits, even shoes I saw in the back of the car, destroyed 
and dump it outside the flat where he was now living with this new partner. Now, again, that was only pouring fuel on the fire, but this friend had got very involved and understandably was very upset by what was going on. In other cases, you might not know this person so well. They might be a parent from the school gates, maybe someone that you've known, but really just on the periphery, like your lives crossed over, you've been to birthday parties, maybe with the kids together, you've seen them around, maybe it's a colleague at work, but you don't really know them. You've never had those real intimate, friendly chats. You just know them as someone in your circle. And obviously you might be worried that you might say the wrong thing. Maybe they might feel it's inappropriate for you to bring it up. You might make them feel even more uncomfortable. You might upset them. Some of you might feel like you're in the middle. Maybe you know both partners. Maybe you're friends with both. Maybe you're close to both of them. And you just don't know what to do because you're stuck in that really difficult position where if you're too friendly with one, the other's going to be upset and vice versa. So what on earth do you do? So in those situations, I've seen friends just withdraw which can feel like massive rejection. And it can feel like you're taking sides even when you're not, just because you're not stepping up for the friend who feels that maybe they've been hard done by. It can be so tricky, this situation. Now, it isn't always straightforward and every situation is going to be different. Some people will handle it better than others. Some friends will have higher expectations of you than others. And also, we've got to consider the fact that the reason that you may not want to feel like you want to get involved is because it's shining a light on your own relationship. And maybe it's making you feel a little bit uncomfortable about your situation at home, too. So there are so many factors that determine how you feel about helping or supporting or approaching someone who's going through this really difficult situation, which again is why I wanted to do this podcast, because I get these questions all the time. My friend's going through a breakup, Sarah, how do I best support them? I have parents contact me saying my daughter's going through a breakup, it's devastating, we've been married for 40 years, I don't understand how I can help her through. I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. You know, and I see it every day, whether there's traumatic situations, bereavements, People just don't know how to handle people when they're in that situation, because understandably, it is super tricky. So first of all, one of my top tips, I think it's important to have a think about that particular person. If you know them really well, you're going to have clearer ideas on these answers. But if you don't, just have a think back. You know, who is this person? What are they like? Are they quite a private person? You know, If they are, then they might find it difficult to start opening up and telling you everything and confiding in you. How does this person that's going through this trauma right now act when other people are going through difficult times? Are they the person that goes up, puts their arm around phones, turns up with you know, a hamper of goodies to help them or a little cooked meal that they've made for them? You know, what do they do? Because you can often tell how people would like themselves to be treated by their actions. So if you've seen them in a situation where times are tough, then look at how they responded. And sometimes you just won't know the answers to that. But if you do, these are things that will give you signs on how they may like to be treated, given that they're going through a really tough time themselves at the moment. The important thing is that you don't avoid them because it feels like rejection to that person. On top of the trauma they're going through with their breakup or their bereavement, 
it feels like another double whammy of, oh my goodness, somebody else is being unkind to me. Someone else has dumped me. Somebody else doesn't want to be around me anymore. And again, that just makes it so much more difficult for this person to navigate their journey. So saying something is really important. One of the things Angela, one of my clients found was that she wasn't invited anymore overnight to dinner parties. She had been a really sociable person with her partner. So her and her husband had hosted uh, lots of dinners at their house, lots of parties, lots of drinks. That was what they did as a couple. But as soon as they split up, Angela found that she wasn't invited on that circuit anymore because people found it uncomfortable that she might turn up on her own. And so she just wasn't invited. Maybe some of them felt that she wouldn't want to come, but she wasn't given the choice. So overnight, poor Angela lost that social scene that she was so part of and was so important to her. Now, yes, it may well have been difficult for her and talking it through with Angela, going to those dinner parties of the same couples just on her own would have been incredibly difficult for her. She would have found that really tricky. But the fact that she wasn't asked, even though maybe, especially in the beginning, she wouldn't have gone. But the fact that she wasn't asked was really devastating for her. Another client of mine, Jane, felt like everyone was looking at her, like she was the odd one out, the pariah. Now, I'm sure not everybody was looking at her, but because we become so self-conscious when you're going through a breakup, because we just are in so much overwhelm, our confidence is low, our self-esteem is low, it's quite common to feel that all eyes are on you as you go to the school gates or as you come into work because you're the one going through the breakup. You're the one who's managing a divorce. You're the one who's in the midst of heartbreak. And if there's some story behind it, maybe someone's cheated, maybe there's another person involved. Another one of my clients, Jane, found it so difficult going to school on the school run to drop her kids off, pick them up, go and watch concerts and get involved with school activities because her husband had gone off with somebody else. And this person was also a parent at the school. So she felt that everybody was talking about her. Now, of course, lots of people were actually talking about her. A lot of them were horrified. A lot of them were shocked. And I'm sure a lot of them felt very, very sorry for her. But because when you go through a breakup, your self-confidence is low, your self-esteem is super low, all those things impact on how you process information. And she really felt like she was being isolated. She felt people were staring at her. She thought people might be laughing at her. It was very much her against what she called married bill, which was the school gates where most people were in couples. Most people were showing up together for social events at the school and parents evenings. And yet she was walking in alone. And of course, that is a big adjustment. So as someone watching this from the outside, please have compassion. Please look at this and think, you know what? She's really holding it together. Or maybe he's really holding it together. Because however calm people might see on the outside, inside those situations are very, very challenging. If you've not done them before, this is something completely new for you, then it is very difficult walking into a parent's evening as a single mum. I know, I've been doing this for a long time. You walk in and you're on your own and you don't have the support of somebody else saying, right, which teacher shall we speak to next? And oh, didn't they do well today? And you don't have that support. You don't have that person who's got your back. Some of you listening are going to be going, well, I didn't have that when I was married either, Sarah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But please think about people who are going through that situation. Maybe give them a nice smile. Maybe go over and just say hi. 
maybe get into a conversation with them, they will be grateful for someone to come up and approach them because it can feel so isolating. Now, I know some of you will be going, yep, yep, been there, Sarah, done that, absolutely. And I think if you've been through it, you can be extremely compassionate towards other people going through it. So keep your eyes open, have a look. You know, are there parents turning up on their own? Are there parents who might be struggling a bit? You know, some people will mask it better than others. But just that little smile or that little conversation can be so reassuring to the person going through that tough time. You won't know the positive impact you're having on them. You won't know because they're not in a place to suddenly say, oh, thanks so much. That's made my day. They're going through so much trauma and overwhelm and upset right now. But just you going up and making that little positive effort, being welcoming and warm can really give so much support for which that person will be eternally, eternally grateful. But you may well never even know about it. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as The Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control, and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. Another one of my clients, Sasha, had a real issue with feeling that everybody else felt that she was going to target their husbands. And she felt that everybody in her social scene had sort of pushed her away because now she was single, they felt she was a bit of a threat to their scene, to their relationships, to their marriages. Now, again, this is quite common that you may feel that. And in some cases, of course, it may well be true. However, Sasha was hurt by this. She said, you know, I'm not after anyone else's husbands. After what's happened to me, I would never do that to another woman. And again, what I think it does is it shines a light on people's own relationships. You know, if they don't feel so secure, if they're a little bit unsure about their partnership and how well their marriage is going, that often can be a side effect. They don't want to welcome anyone who's single into their sphere. Because again, it could put tension, it could put problems out there. And they don't want to face that. So again, please don't take it personally if this is happening to you. Please don't. You know, your true friends will stand by you no matter what. Your true friends will still invite you to those dinner parties. Your true friends will still involve you in things. You know, and if you find that a lot of those people you expected to be there for you fall away, please don't worry because other people will step up in your life. People that you never even expected. And I hear this all the time. I hear so many stories. And I have my own story of people who were friends. I mean, I got on with them. We always had a chat and I might stop for a coffee, but they weren't my inner circle. Some of those people on the periphery of my life, when I went through some real trauma, were the ones that stepped up. 
yeah, one of my friends, Claire, she's always been a good friend. She's a mum from school and she's a wonderful person. We've always got on and had a giggle on the sidelines of a football pitch or in the rain, in the rugby or whatever we're doing. And we now walk dogs together and yeah, it's all been great. But when I went through real trauma, Claire wasn't on my list of people I thought would step up for me. She wasn't. She was a lovely person. I didn't think she wouldn't be there for me. But she wasn't the person that I really expected to come to the forefront and call me and show up and come round and just give me a hug, sometimes not even speaking, because again, it's really hard to know what to say. But she did. And, you know, to this day, I will forever be truly grateful to Claire for everything she did for me in that time in my life where I was devastated. You know, have a think. Are there people in your life that really stepped up to you that were unexpected? that you didn't expect to be one of the main people to help you through that period. Maybe they just showed up once every couple of days or once a week, or maybe it was the fact that they checked in with a text message. You know, think about what made a difference for you during the tough times in your life. And then we have a bit of a plan for what we can do for other people to support them through those tough times. You know, I have um, lots of male clients as well. One of my clients, Joseph, he said that actually when he went through his divorce, when he turned up at school to do the pickup and drop-offs, he found everybody really helpful, really supportive. People would come up and offer to invite him out and come over for a drink. He said he found it really welcoming and he actually looked forward to going to the school gates because everyone was so lovely to him knowing that he was going through a tough time. Whereas Will, on the other hand, he found that all the women at school looked at him differently. From being someone that they would always chat to and smile because he was the husband of one of their friends, one of the mums, suddenly he got the cold shoulder. Now, for him, that was really painful because he hadn't done anything wrong. The relationship had fizzled out over a period of time and they were both as responsible as each other for the downfall. But the dynamic that he sensed from the crowd was that he was the one that had caused the problems. And he found that so hurtful. And again, this made it even worse for him to cope with what he was going through. So stepping up and not avoiding someone is going to be really important, however uncomfortable it might make you feel, remember? So if it feels uncomfortable, that's okay. Please push through that because this is something that, as I said before, can really make a massive difference to someone and maybe you won't even realise the impact. In fact, I'm pretty sure that most times you will never ever be able to understand the positive impact that just a smile and a friendly conversation or an encouraging word can have for someone going through that super tough time. Good friends going through tough times need you to show up. I know it's hard and you might be going through your own stuff right now, but they need you to step up. And what do I mean by that? Some of us might think, oh, I want to go and fix all the pain and take it all away and might find it really hard that we can't do that because we can't always take away all the pain. But what you can do as a good friend is go and sit in that pain with your friend. I'll never forget when I went through one of the most, well, the most traumatic experience in my life that my friend Sue, who I do mention a fair bit on these podcasts because she is the most amazing human and she's been there for me throughout my life since my son was born. Uh, and our, our boys are best friends. And they have been since three months. So we've known each other since baby classes and all that. And she is a phenomenal friend to me. When I went through some huge, devastating trauma, she came over and she sat on my sofa with me. And she cried with me. 
she sat on the sofa and it's making me emotional now to even talk about it because she came in and I was in bits you know I was in absolute bits and she came in and she sat on my sofa and she's very strong she's a, a very positive forward thinking you know she'd do what I would do mostly and say right okay let's figure out a way to make this a bit better what can we do but in this scenario there really wasn't anything anyone could do to make it better it was just so horrific so she sat next to me on the sofa and she looked at me and she just sobbed with me and that was something I will remember forever because to me oh <laughs> you can hear I'm getting emotional right to me that was true friendship to me that meant the world that someone would come into my world and just sit there with me and feel my pain and go through it with me and that again made so much difference to me and you know I thanked her and I still talk about it with her and she knows fully how grateful I am to her for her support oh I need to get some water in. <laughs> yeah emotional stuff guys but this is what I mean if you can tap into what has worked for you in the past okay what has really made a difference for you then you can use that to help other people you know any times of adversity if you think back what worked for you what made a difference to you and if you can incorporate that in your life, it makes you become the best version of you too, right? You become a stronger person because you've been through adversity and worked through it. But learning the lessons, what worked, what didn't work, what did you like, what didn't you like? You know, and everyone's different. So they're all going to have different things that they would prefer. But the most important thing is that you do something because doing nothing can have even worse impacts on that friend. Even though you think, well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to broach the subject because I just don't want to make it worse. The fact that you're not doing anything could well make it so much worse for that person. So do something and they're going to understand if you say the wrong thing or you get it a little bit wrong or you're a little bit awkward about it or uncomfortable, that's okay. That's okay. Because the person is going to understand this is difficult. It's not easy. People don't know what to say. And sometimes just saying, I don't know what to say. I wish I could make it better. I just want you to know that I'm here for you and that you can talk to me. And if you're awake at 2 a.m., just pick up the phone. If you want to come round, come round. I'm here. Please know that I am here for you. Just those words are going to mean so much more. I am a huge believer that women should stick together. I know that sometimes it can be difficult. You might have differences of opinion, but one thing that devastates me more than anything is where women turn against each other and they don't support each other. We have to have each other's backs, guys. We have to be out there championing each other. You know, yes, some people are going to be better at things than you. Yes, some people are going to be maybe not as kind as you are. But everybody is on their own journey here. And for us, I think it's super important to stand together and support each other, have each other's back. You know, doing the right thing means that even if that person doesn't respond in maybe the kindest way or the way that you'd hope them to, it still means that you can walk away with your head, head held high, knowing that you did the right thing, that you were a compassionate, caring person. And just by setting that example and throwing that little glimmer of light and hope into that person's world, again, you may never know. They may react badly because they're going through a really tough time. Their reaction may not be the, oh, thank you so much for stepping up and saying that. It might be quite hostile. It might be quite difficult, but you don't know the benefit that they may have got from that. Just knowing that on some level, 
somebody cared enough to turn around and put out a hand of support or give a smile or say something thoughtful. So I guess this comes down to being kind, being compassionate, being caring, thinking from the other person's perspective, what might be helpful. You know, in a lot of cases, just sending a text. Yeah, it's one of the things Claire used to do. You know, every couple of days I get a text from her and it would just say, I'm thinking about you. I'm here for you. Are you okay? You know, just little things that were just, oh, you know what? That really makes a difference to me. I don't feel like talking. I don't feel like going through the whole situation with somebody right now and, and analyzing it. I don't want to do that. But actually the fact that just knowing that someone's there, someone's thinking about you, someone's got your back. And that if you needed to talk, there was someone there makes a huge difference. It helps you dial down those negative emotions because you know if you lost some love because your partner's left, if you've lost some love because you're going through a bereavement, knowing that people are there and that people care and that you're not alone is going to be something that's going to give you a safety net to step up and start feeling better. And again, you don't know what people are going through. So if people turn up in your life and pass through and you can see that they're, they're upset, you can see they're sad, maybe you don't even know them very well. In fact, where I used to live in London was right next to that big shop called Harrods. Yeah. And I used to pop in there from time to time and pick up a few things. And one of the things that I started doing as a treat to myself when I went through my divorce many years ago now was getting my nails painted bright colours. And the nail salon in Harrods was a real treat for me because it was something that my ex-husband didn't like me having bright nails. So <laughs> I used to head on down to Harrods as a thing for me to feel better and get them painted like neon bright colors. <laughs> Still do it to this day, you may have noticed. Um, and to park in Harris, there's a little car park next door. And there was a guy who always was so friendly. And I had been into Harris with my ex-husband many times. And then I started turning up obviously on my own or maybe with my son, but mainly on my own. And he noticed that I was sad and sometimes I was crying. Sometimes I couldn't control those negative emotions. They were tough, you know, and he always made an effort to smile. He always made an effort to say hello and ask me how I was doing. I didn't know him. I don't even know his name to this day, but I do know that him saying hi, him smiling. And he talked a little bit about his kid. He had kids and he was married and he was a very sweet little man. And one day I came out of Harrods, having had my nails painted bright yellow. <laughs> it was a big day in my life and I needed an extra boost. And he'd left a little biscuit on my car window for me in a little box from a shop up the road. And I had been super upset as I pulled in and he'd obviously noticed, although I didn't think he had, I tried to hide it, but obviously he had. And then he just left this little box. There was no note, there was no nothing. I knew it was from him. And there was no expectation, there was no, you know, it was just a nice gift from someone who noticed I was sad. And to this day, and guys, it's 12 years ago, for Christ's sake, I remember it. It made a massive difference to me. Someone that I didn't really know that had noticed I was sad and had taken some action that made me feel like I could do it. I could get through, I could survive this, not only survive, but go on and thrive through this. Such an important little thing. And I'm always going to be grateful to the guy that worked in the car park next to Harrods 12 years ago. So if you're listening, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I still remember you. I still think about it. And it made a huge difference. So guys, my message from this is what can you do? What can you do? Because quite often we think about it, don't we? We think, oh gosh, they're having a really tough time, that person. 
But what do we do? Very often it's just a thought and then we get on with our own lives. What I'm asking you to do, what my challenge for you is, is when you get that thought, when you see sadness, when you see someone going through a tough time, whether it's a breakup or a divorce or any traumatic situation, is that you think, what can I do? And you step up and you take an action, whether it's sending a text, whether it's a smile, whether it's a comment, maybe it's just starting a conversation. You don't have to go into it. You don't have to address the difficult thing, but just making that person know that someone cares enough to look at them, take time out of their day to acknowledge their presence and smile and shine a little bit of light into their world. You know, because if we all do this, if we all step up, if we all start being more compassionate by actually taking action, we can make a huge, huge difference and support so many people going through tough times right now. So that's it for my podcast today. It's been an emotional one for me. So thanks for listening. And I really hope you do step up, you take some action, and we all work that little bit harder to make the world a more compassionate, caring place. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Heartbreak to Happiness.